Are you a hobbyist or a professional? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Do you podcast for the fun or art of it? Or are you podcasting to build some kind of business? In this episode, the first of a mini-series, I want to explore the different labels used to describe podcasters. And whichever of these labels apply to you, I encourage you to own your label with pride. And this can help you to know where your goals and success and measurement fit when you understand which of these groups you fall into. And you might fit into multiple labels, and that's okay. And if you host multiple podcasts, one might fit into one label while the other fits into a different label. It's okay. I want you to own your label with pride and then use that to understand how you can better enhance what you're doing through your podcast. So if you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode, Labeling Podcasters, Hobbyist versus Professional, then tap or swipe inside of your app or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling one. That's the number one, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling one. And I'd love to hear from you over there on the website, what you think of some of these things and what you might add to this to help define hobbyists and professionals. Before I get into talking about how hobbyists and professionals are different, how are hobbyists and professional podcasters similar? Because there are many areas that are not mutually exclusive. Number one, hobbyists and professionals can have excellence. Neither label indicates quality levels. In fact, you can often see hobbyist podcasters rivaling what we would call professional podcasters. And having a professional quality to their podcast, even though it's only a hobbyist podcast. And it's also possible for professionals to sound like amateur hour, as Steve Jobs once referred to podcasting. So being a hobbyist or professional does not mean your quality level is different from the other. You can have the same quality, and that could be a high quality, that could be a low quality. But both hobbyists and professionals can have excellence. You look at hobbyists in any field, and sometimes they can be more professional about what they do or pursue better excellence in what they do than the professionals in their same area. Number two, hobbyists and professionals can have passion. No one has exclusivity on passion in podcasting. Pardon the pun, but anyone can be on fire for anything. It could be model trains. It could be accounting, it could be social media marketing, it could be TV shows. Whether you're a hobbyist or professional does not mean you do or don't have passion. There are many professionals, CEOs, presidents, and many other high-level executives who love what they do, even though they're professionals and in the professional space. So it doesn't indicate a passion level. Number three, Hobbyists and professionals can have audiences of any size. I've seen professional podcasters with almost no audience, and I've seen hobbyist podcasters with huge audiences, and the other way around. Hobbyist podcasters with small audiences and professional podcasters with big audiences. Whether you're a hobbyist or professional says nothing about the size of your audience or even the size of your niche. You could be in a narrow niche or a broad topic. There really are no upper or lower limits for hobbyists or professionals. And number four, 
in the similarities. Hobbyists and professionals can profit. P-R-O-F-I-T. Podcasting profit stands for popularity, relationships, opportunities, fun, income, and tangibles. These are all attainable for hobbyists and professionals. Neither has a monopoly on success, however you define success. Professionals can profit from their podcast by having fun, and hobbyists can profit from their podcast by earning some extra income or building their popularity or opening up opportunities. Both sides can profit from their podcasts. So those are some things that hobbyist and professional podcasters share. Now, here are some of the things that are different and separate them from each other. I'll start by talking about what is a hobbyist podcaster. I think the majority of podcasters out there do fit into this hobbyist category. And we have more than a million podcasts in Apple Podcasts right now. And about half of those at this time have published an episode in the last 90 days. And in the podcasting space, this has been true since the beginning that most of the people who have podcasts and most of the podcasts do fit in this hobbyist category. And I think that's why Steve Jobs once called it Amateur Hour, because it was a majority of hobbyists not doing this professionally. But I do feel like the way that he said Amateur Hour was a bit demeaning to the space. Being an amateur is not really demeaning. It is one thing that you might want to consider improving, but I'll talk about that in a later episode in this series. Number one, a hobbyist podcaster focuses on the experience. Satisfaction is often the main goal of the hobbyist podcaster, regardless of their topic. You could be talking about a TV show. You could be talking about accounting, if that's your hobby. You could be talking about cars, gardening, anything like that. That satisfaction you get from podcasting could come from laughing together with friends or with your audience. It could come from talking about your favorite subjects or inspiring people. Maybe you're making people cry or you're sharing encouraging messages that help them in their personal lives or their faith or their family or anything like that. A satisfaction comes from that. And I think that that is the main goal of the hobbyist podcaster. They want to have a good experience. They want to feel satisfied. They want to enjoy this in some way, have some kind of fulfillment from this or some kind of mental stimulation. And that's probably the primary focus of the hobbyist podcaster. We're getting together talking about a TV show because we really like this TV show. That's totally okay. That's a hobbyist podcaster right there. Number two, a hobbyist podcaster has few pressures. You often see that business people have all of these heavy pressures on them and deadlines and expectations and bills and stuff like that. But hobbyists are often not burdened with all of those things. They do this for the love of it. Now, there might be certain deadlines or certain schedules they want to maintain and such, but most of the time, those are more connected to the podcast itself or their personal lives, not to some overarching burden that comes along with the podcast, like the need to make money or to promote a product or a business or something like that. A hobbyist podcaster has few pressures. Number three, a hobbyist podcaster reserves podcasting for, we could call it nights and weekends. You might remember the old days of the wireless phones where you got free calls on nights and weekends. Wow, that seems like so long ago that we had limits on our phone calls like that and texting when we could only 
text 200 messages a month or we had to pay more to upgrade. Those were the old days. Like most other hobbies, I think that podcasting for a hobbyist is probably something they do when the more important things are done. Podcasting comes after the job. It comes after family time. It comes after household responsibilities. That's when something is a hobby. Now, yes, there are times that a hobby can eat into all of those other things. And that's where I think healthy boundaries are necessary for any kind of hobby, whether it's a podcast, video gaming, model trains, gardening, anything like that can really become, there's this common term that we use in the Christian circles because it's based on biblical ideas, but it can become an idol, something that you're almost worshiping with your time and devoting your life to this thing. I don't want podcasting to become that for you. It can be something you're passionate about and that you invest time in and you reap rewards of any level from that. But for the hobbyist podcaster, most of the time, their podcast is generally this nights and weekends kind of thing. They're recording after all of these other things have been done. They're recording outside of their job, not during their job or as part of their job. They're doing this on the, quote, nights and weekends, unquote. Number four, a hobbyist podcaster spends for bills or pleasure. Yes, a hobbyist podcaster can make money from their podcast. It is very different how they make that money, how much they make, and how they use that money. And I think what especially makes the difference between a hobbyist and a professional podcaster is how they use the money. Usually, I think a hobbyist podcaster is spending money on the necessities of podcasting, like their microphone, their recording equipment, maybe some software to do some things better, their podcast hosting, certain things like that. Or they could be simply enjoying any kind of extra income that they get. Maybe any money that they get, like from donations, affiliates, maybe a sponsorship, something like that, they can use to go get a coffee or a soda or go watch a movie or have dinner with their co-hosts or buy something for the podcast that helps them do the podcast better. It's not a matter of whether you earn income or whether you spend money from your podcast. It's how you do that that I think differentiates a hobbyist from a professional. So these are some things that I think are unique to a hobbyist podcaster. They focus on the experience. They have few pressures. They reserve podcasting for nights and weekends, and they spend what money they get or that they have for bills or pleasure. So what then is a professional podcaster? Professional in this sense, I'm using to define something that's bigger than quality. Because remember, both hobbyist and professional podcasters can have excellence in their podcasting. So although we see these terms used on podcasting gear like, oh, this is a professional microphone, this is an amateur microphone. Actually, you know what? Anywhere, any retailer, do they really say amateur microphone? No, they don't usually say that. In fact, I'm quite often surprised how often they slap the label professional on something like this. This $10 super bad sounding microphone. This is a professional studio microphone. What are they doing using the word professional in a case like that? That's when the word and the label just becomes almost meaningless. So don't think of professional as indicating quality, even though we do talk about professional gear, professional connections, like XLR is a more professional audio connection standard than a 3.5 millimeter TRS, something like that. Yes, I understand there are those differentiations, 
inside of gear and certain tools. But here on the podcaster side, I think it's a bit bigger than that. It's not just about the tools that you use, but it's about something beyond that. So what is a professional podcaster? Number one, a professional podcaster focuses on the outcome. Remember that I said a hobbyist focuses on the experience, but a professional needs a return on their investment. A professional needs to grow a business or market something for their podcast. I consider myself a professional podcaster. I am focusing on the outcome and I run a business. My podcast, this podcast, the Audacity to Podcast, helps promote that business because I have Podcaster Society, I have my WordPress plugin, I have a couple podcasting courses like Zoom H6 for podcasters, SEO for podcasters, I have the My Podcast Reviews service. These are all business pursuits. And when I release episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, I do want to educate you. And I also, because I'm running a business, I need to focus on the outcome of these episodes as well and what I'm doing with the podcast. Number two, a professional podcaster is running a business. Like other parts of running a business, podcasting income and expenses will be tracked, reported, and deducted for budgeting and taxes and other purposes. It's about checks and balances. It's about something bigger. The podcast needs to fit in with the business. The podcast is promoting or running a business. Maybe the podcast itself is the business. And that's what you see with some of these professional podcasters like Joe Rogan. His podcast is his business or one of his businesses. For the Audacity to Podcast, the show, it is part of a business. Although the business name is technically D. Joseph Design LLC, it may someday change over to the Audacity to Podcast LLC. I, I wrestle with that often. But for me, the podcast is not my business. The podcast is promoting the business. It's part of my business. And in the couple years that I had to take the hiatus and release almost no episodes, for a couple years, I got to see how the absence of the podcast affected the business. And it really proved to me that this podcast is crucial to my business. Now, in every episode, I am focusing on educating you and on helping you with your podcast and in your podcasting journey. So it's not like every episode is, oh, I need to sell this product. That's not what I mean by number one when I said focusing on the outcome. But the podcast is part of this. The podcast fits into the business. And I am really running a business behind this podcast. And the podcast is one part of that. For some people, the podcast is the business where they're selling sponsorships to the podcast. They're earning a living from their podcast. Like look at Adam Curry with the No Agenda Show and John C. Dvorak. They make money directly from the podcast because of all of these sponsorships that they get that aren't even actually sponsors or advertisers. It's their audience giving value to Adam and John because of the value they get from the show. So they have all of these, they call them executive and associate producers for their podcast. There are other podcasters who are extremely successful with their podcasts, like trivia podcasts or TV show fan podcasts or all of these other podcasts where the podcast itself is directly monetized through sponsorships, through donations, through exclusive episodes, through all of these different ways. But it is a business or it's part of a business. That's what a professional podcaster is doing. 
Then number three, a professional podcaster integrates podcasting into their strategy. A hobbyist podcaster is not thinking so much about strategy. They're thinking about the fun of it, the experience, what they want to get from the podcast, what they're hoping their audience gets. It's just about, let's have a good time with this. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there can be other benefits from it. But for a professional podcaster, podcasting is a bigger part of their strategy. There can be those times where the podcast is the business, or like in my case, the podcast is part of the business. For my own podcast that I've hosted in the past, back when I was at one time hosting four different podcasts simultaneously, and I started cutting those back, and for a while even continued hosting three podcasts, my clean comedy podcast, the TV show fan podcast about once upon a time, and there was even for a little while we were doing two other podcasts about the TV show in addition to that. So these other podcasts were hobbyist style podcasts, but because I am running a business, those other podcasts fit into a strategy for my business. Our clean comedy podcast was a great place where I could experiment with certain things in the podcast and also have fun with the podcast. So there was a big hobbyist aspect to it, but it was also part of my business strategy, if for no other reason to give me an outlet to experiment with things. Very similarly with the TV show fan podcast about Once Upon a Time and the spinoff Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, that was a hobbyist podcast, but it was part of the business strategy. It gave me an opportunity to try experimenting with sponsorships and donations and memberships and forums and community and a bunch of things like that so that I could share those experiences with you and help other podcasters accomplish their goals and build their podcasting strategy better and even see how podcasting can fit into their business strategy. So for a professional podcaster, it's kind of like podcasting is part of the day job, or maybe it is the day job, depending on how involved you are into the podcast and what you have to invest into it with your time. And speaking of investing, number four, a professional podcaster invests in returns. When a professional podcaster profits, remember that's popularity, relationships, opportunities, fun, income, and tangibles, they reinvest that into the business, whether the business is the podcast or the business is something bigger and the podcast is part of that. They could be investing in people or resources to make podcasting easier or better. Like one of the first kinds of people I recommend that you invest in when your podcast is growing, and especially if you want to be a professional podcaster, is delegating the things that take the most time in your podcast, and that's probably your editing of your episodes. After that, it might be some of the writing that goes along with your episodes, or maybe you need to do that yourself. Maybe it's other things like design or some of the technical work or some of the social media marketing of your podcast after you've published it. These are different ways that you can invest in people or resources to make your podcasting easier or better. I remember one of the first apps that I purchased to help me podcast better was a $15 app, ID3 Editor from pa-software.com. That $15 app was a struggle for me to consider purchasing because I was bootstrapping. I can't remember if I bought that app after I had already left my full-time job or whether I was still thinking about it and preparing for it, but I do remember that that was a tough $15 to spend. I knew that there were other ways to add ID3 tags to my files, 
But yet, in trying the ID3 editor software, I saw ways that it made the process easier for me and faster and did things better than I could do with something like iTunes back then or MP3 tag for Windows. So I invested the $15 in that app and it made things much easier for me. And it was a great investment. Probably looking at everything that I've invested in with the podcast and all the gear and stuff that I've purchased over the years and swapped out and different things like that, that $15 app probably had the greatest return on the smallest investment. I still use that. It's a time saver. It makes things easier and even makes certain aspects of the technological side of my podcast better. That's the kind of thing that professional podcasters are looking for, investing in something that gives them a better return on investment or that ROI. It could be investing into marketing their podcast to grow their podcast or their business, advertising. I'm purchasing some ad space for the My Podcast Reviews service in the Pod News newsletter, and that's an investment to grow that business. I might at some point try some advertising to grow the audience for the Audacity to podcast, or I might want to focus on something else. These are investments with the expectation that there will be a measurable return in some way for the podcast, measurable growth, measurable income back from that investment. See, people don't invest just to have fun. They invest to grow something. You invest time in your children to see them grow and mature. You invest money in your business to see it grow and mature. You invest in yourself to grow and mature yourself. You don't go to Las Vegas and invest on the gambling tables. That's not an investment. That's gambling. Investing is when you do expect something in return. And the more you invest, the more your returns you would expect to have. You may not always get those returns. And that's fine. There have been several things that I've invested in with my podcast, with my business, even in stocks. I used to be into stock investing in the past. And I've seen investments just tank. In fact, side note, I still own some stocks right now that have tanked so badly, I would lose money to sell those stocks. The transaction fee of selling those stocks, they're penny stocks now, the transaction fee would cost me more than the stocks themselves. So that was a failed investment. There have been other things that I've failed in investing in my podcast and in my business over the years, but still I continue to invest seeking a return on that investment. And I think that's what a professional podcaster does that a hobbyist might not do. Like a hobbyist, when it comes to spending the money, I said number four under hobbyist podcaster was spends for bills or pleasure. They're just getting by and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. You're paying for your Captivate hosting bill, your website hosting bill. You're paying for a new microphone, something like that. You're not thinking this microphone is going to help my podcast make more money. You're probably just thinking, this microphone's going to make me sound better, or this tool is going to make something easier for me, or this is going to make it more fun, or this is going to let us do something better in our podcast. Those are the kinds of things you think when you're a hobbyist podcaster, and that's totally okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's not better or worse. It's just different from a professional podcaster. Whereas a professional podcaster is thinking, this thing is going to enable me to get this greater return. This is going to make me sound better 
so that people will have a better impression of me. This is going to enable me to automate certain aspects of my podcasting so that I can focus on what makes more money or what helps me to grow the podcast or the business more. I recognize there are some things between these two different areas that might still be shared or cross over a little bit between them. But I do think that in general, a hobbyist podcaster fits into certain definitions and a professional podcaster fits into others. So these four things that I think define a professional podcaster are number one, a professional podcaster focuses on the outcome. Number two, a professional podcaster is running a business. Number three, a professional podcaster integrates podcasting into their strategy. And number four, a professional podcaster invests in returns. Now, whether you're a hobbyist or a professional, I do recommend that you invest in yourself and in your podcast. And right now, the best place I think for you to do that is inside of Podcasters Society. That's at podcasterssociety.com. Over there, I and others can help you to grow and improve your podcast. If you haven't launched your podcast yet, don't consider it. It's not for you yet. But if you've already launched your podcast and you need a community, you need support, you need some people you can bounce some ideas off of, whether that's you're preparing an episode and you're thinking, oh, I'm just trying to figure out how do I communicate this idea or how can I get this concept out there or am I missing anything? You can pop that over in our private Slack group where we often chat in real time and you can share that idea and others can provide some feedback on that idea with you. Or you want some special training, like all of the courses I make are available to members of Podcaster Society at no additional charge. So you can buy the course outright from the Audacity to Podcast, or you can get it included in your subscription over at Podcaster Society. Also, things like my podcast reviews and my plugin and more are included. So if you want to invest in yourself, whether you're a hobbyist or professional podcaster, please consider joining Podcasters Society at podcasterssociety.com. And in the meantime, consider this. Go over to the website, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling and the number one and comment to let me know, what are you? Do you consider yourself a hobbyist podcaster or professional podcaster? And if you have anything to add to this list of what you think defines one or the other, I'd love to hear from you. That's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling one. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between independent and corporate podcasters. That'll be next in this series of labeling podcasters. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion or profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening.